Blog Talk Radio. What a rockin' wonderful day it is. It is Friday, and I tell you, two great days of the week that I look forward to. Mondays and Fridays. And Friday because, man, it is just an onslaught. It's the busiest day I have in the week. I do two to three different videos. We get the news out. Uh, we rock the house. We have a blast. And this this Friday is very special because I get to go to the Baby Girls' Christmas program, and that is going to be a blast. I mean, that's just what life is about, is enjoying everything you can. Mondays I love because it is literally the start of a brand-new work week. Now, usually on Sunday nights I am putting it together, getting ready for Monday morning. I know what calls I have to do, where we're going, what's up, and it's, and it's fun with me. And I'll tell you where it all started. Your Day Matters. This is Today Matters was the name of a book that John did. We're going to do this in 2013 again because it was one of the top rated. See, any time that you can find great authors that you can talk with, that you can you can listen to, you grow from it. And like I've told you guys, for the last 30 years, Maxwell has been the number one mentor, both at a distance and just any time I'm in an area where I can hang out and listen to him. I do it, whether it's a catalyst in a green room, listening to him out with the audience. It doesn't matter, you know, and this is what this is what you need to be doing, finding ways to connect. One of the great ways, and, 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 and although these guys aren't sponsors of ours, I just love them, and they hang out with us, and we do things with them, uh, is Success Magazine over there. Darren Hardy's the the publisher of that. Stuart Johnson runs the, the company behind it. These guys are great guys, and John usually has a an article or a CD in there. As we've told you guys early, early on, johnmaxwellteam.com. If you're looking for one of John's certified coaches, motivational teachers, man, that's the way to go. They will kick butt. I, I'm, I'm just a, a guy that's been eating John up for years. Okay, that's That's part of the fun. I get to hang out with so many of the people that have been on his staff that's hung with him over the years. As I've told you guys, I know it's family. you know. But being able to, to get with somebody that has studied under him and, and, and understood and has spent quality time at one of his events. And I'm talking about his personal events where, where he's in his jeans and he's hanging out with them. Man, you can't go wrong on that. So keep that in mind as we go through this book. I talked with the uh, the house yesterday, the John Maxwell Company. Uh, matter of fact, Miss uh, Brittany, I think it is. Hang on, I'm going to tell you who I was chatting with. Uh, because I started to get all of our posts put up from all the shows. Yeah, Miss Brittany over there. Uh, but as I started to download some of the stuff John has taught, I realized that even though it's a download, if we're going to use it, they, they've got a copyright permission form. So I filled all that out. She's reviewing that. I put one post up to give her an example, but as you guys know, we, our, our goal is to always be ethical. We don't want to violate anybody's copyright, and, and in the old days, John just made it very clear, put this copyright statement up. I've always done that anyway. We drive traffic back to his site, so we're going to continue to do that, but all the posts, all of the articles, we should have them up on each chapter uh, sometime next week uh, over at the, at the Beachside CEO, so be prepared for that. But let's get down to it today. We are in Chapter 12 of John's book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. This is the third book in his Laws series, and it's phenomenal. We're in Chapter 12, The Law of Curiosity. And I tell you, I really love this chapter because it's me. 
I mean, and, and as I go through this chapter, I'll share my stories with you on this because it's powerful. Growth is stimulated by asking why. George Bernard Shaw said it this way, Some men see things as they are and ask why. Others dream of things that never were and ask why not. Very powerful. You know, sometimes you can set, now I did this today. We had about 12 dolphins sitting out here in the harbor in Destin. So I'm sitting out here and I'm at, I'm at Harbor Docks where I usually end up in the mornings to just chill and meditate and pray and, and yes, drink coffee and eat breakfast. But the dolphins today, there's probably about 12 of them just having a blast. And as I sat there and I thought about that, I thought, man, here is what life is about. Because I can ask why. Why is it that some days there's only two dolphins in the harbor? Why is it some days they're eight or nine and they're jumping and they're swimming? Small, but here's what you've got to look at. Dolphins are one of the smartest mammals out. And as I sat there and I analyzed, I thought everything they do is for a purpose. I'm asking why and they know why. The question you've got to ask yourself today as we go through this chapter is, is everything that you're doing for a purpose? Or are you just mirandering through life, diddly-dallying? That's the question. John says this. He goes, I was born with natural curiosity, or was it something that was instilled in me? I don't know the answer, but I know this. I have continued to have curiosity and to cultivate curiosity. I've, I've continued to be curious and to cultivate curiosity all my life. And that's important because I believe, and this is John speaking, curiosity is the key to being a lifelong learner. And if you want to keep growing and developing, you must keep learning. My dad understood my curiosity in such a way that I can remember one of the first things he ever gave me was a lock that had to be cut off one of the trailers at work. He was a truck driver. And he brought that home to me. And as I sat there and I looked at that, it had half a, a, a lasp on it. And it's like, how can I get this off? How, I wonder if I can get this hasp to, to, to pop out. It was a master lock. Master locks are supposed to be the strongest, never to be broken. You know what? It took me probably three or four weeks. But I eventually was able to take the lock apart. I mean, I literally took it apart piece by piece. I wanted to see what was inside of it. I wanted to see what made it work. You may say, but Troy, that, what's that got to do? Because that's the first thing I can think of of curiosity. I'm going to tell you another story as we go forward. But curiosity has been my livelihood. I've wanted to know how things worked. Why did they work that way? What can we do with them? Curiosity. This is this is interesting. John says, curious people possess a thirst for knowledge. They are interested in life, people, ideas, experiences, and events, and they live in a constant state of wanting to learn more. I, My whole life has been that way. I can tell you another time, my mom shot Tupperware Gal and won a radio for my dad. Now, I grew up and we didn't have we didn't have TV. So dad let me have this radio, and it was a cool radio. It had... It had AM, FM, it had, it had shortwave radio. I could pick up TV stations, which was pretty cool because I learned, just like the people in the old days with just radio shows, I knew about Charlie's Angels. Now, I don't know how good that was when you're you know, a young boy hitting puberty, and here I am with all these sexy girls' voices on TV, and then I find out when I see them that, wow, they really are beautiful women. 
I mean, I'm sitting there just, I mean, I am, I'm like James Bond with the Charlie's Angels girls. I had the $6 million man. I could listen to it on the radio. Couldn't pick it up, you know, because it didn't have TV, but I could, I mean, didn't have pictures, but I could imagine. So my imagination's also running wild. I've got a passionate imagination. One day the radio broke. Didn't know what happened. I'm turning the dial and it wouldn't turn no more. I took the whole blasted radio apart. You want to know what I found out? That the dials were held together by pulleys with a string that would move it across. And back then it was all crystal. There was none of this digital stuff. I learned. That was my, that was my entrance into electronics. I learned that I could, move, I could change the, the, the crystal transmitters. And I could actually change the frequencies. And if I changed the frequency, I could get other channels that were not on the radio. That started me down a path of learning how to repair radios and TVs, how to make bombs. In eighth grade, I got called, or actually Dad got called from work because a buddy and I had been studying how to make bombs, and I didn't realize that he wanted to get out of school that day. Well, maybe I did realize, but I didn't think he had the guts to do it, so he called in a bomb threat. You know, So, I mean, curiosity is, is an interesting thing. But I've always asked questions, why? Why? And that's what John says. And now that I'm an adult, I'm a thought influencer within the network marketing community, the direct selling community. I'm sitting here thinking, this is so great because I don't just listen into an issue, guys. I dig deep into it to find out what can we do? How can we collaborate? How can we fix it? How can we think outside the box? And that's what John says that you need to do if you're going to continue to grow. I love that. He said, Curiosity is the primary catalyst for self-motivated learning. You want to know why we do a radio show every morning instead of every night? People have told me, Troy, you could get so much more from your radio show if you did it in the evening time when people could could just tune in and listen. We get thirty to 40,000 downloads on iTunes and in, in the archives, so I'm not worried about that. Here's why I do it. When I start my morning off with a radio show, I'm always digging into a brand new book. I'm always studying from what one of the authors send me. You know, I, Margaret Feinstein is a is a beautiful gal. I just love her writing. Her her office sent me a, an email this week and said, Troy, can you do a post on our new book? And it's like, heck yeah, because I know she'll send me one and I'll get to read it. And it's helped my daughters. It helps me. This is what it's so. I just love this kind of stuff. Curiosity. It's a it's a it, it's a thirst. But how do you get it? See, if curiosity helps a person to think and expand possibilities beyond what they're capable of doing, then the question is, how can you become that type of person? Because John studied this, and Lord knows I've watched it. Most people aren't curious. We talked about this in one of the other chapters where when I joined the Marine Corps, people said, oh, man, don't volunteer for anything. What do you mean don't volunteer for anything? How are you going to learn something? Let me tell you a story about curiosity in the Marine Corps. My drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Kelly, we were a buddy of mine. We're in his, his office. We were cleaning everything up. I don't remember which one of us did it, but his radio got knocked onto the ground. It broke. He is ticked off to no end. We're standing at attention, 17 years old, trembling in our feet because this snot-nosed 24-year-old, more than likely, Drill instructors all over us, and here's what he says. 
the only way that you guys are going to get out of this office without having to go through hours of PT and discipline is to fix my blankety blank 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 blank. I mean, really did though. He he filled in those blanks. Radio. Which one of you has the blankety blank 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 to be able to think he's blankety blank smart enough to do it? With a voice that's not quite as well controlled as it is now, I said something like this. Sir, Private Dooley, sir, can fix your radio. You blankety-blank snot-nosed blankety-blank maggot think you can fix my blankety-blank radio. Sir, yes, sir. Need a screwdriver, a paper clip, and tape. He's laughing. First of all, I turned his radio back on, and he loved acid rock and all he could get was static. That was it, white noise. I knew I had my self in a pickle. I took the paper clip and then turned around and said, Sir, can you give me a second paper clip, sir? So he gave me a second one. Undid the second paper clip so that I just had one end of it and I started pushing on the circuit board. As I followed the circuit, all of a sudden... I found the broken circuit. All of a sudden, music came on. Good old, down-home, southern bluegrass music. I took the other paper clip, slid it across the actual broken circuit, put the radio back together, plugged it back in, turned it on, and you could hear music. Staff Sergeant Kelly walks over and he moves the dial back and forth. All of a sudden he gets it back on the station. There's that nice southern gospel, not southern gospel, southern bluegrass music. I'm standing at attention. He turns around. Dooley, you said you could fix my radio. You blankety blank, it ain't fixed. You're going to go. I said, sir, Private Dooley requests permission to speak, sir. Go ahead. Sir, you said you wanted music. You didn't say what kind of music. I presented you a radio that plays music, sir. I fulfilled my mission. All of a sudden, he couldn't hold it anymore, and he just starts laughing. The dismissed private. Good job. Curiosity, as a five- and six- and seven-year-old, on how to fix electronics, how to tear them apart and look at the innards, how to play with the transmitters and the transistors. Two and a half years of electronics in school in Votech that allowed me to make a bad situation into a funny one and to learn how to improvise. Curiosity, as John says, is a wonderful thing, but why don't people want to do that? Why are they worried about it? Why is it that most people don't want to be curious? John gives ten suggestions on this. Write these down. This is very powerful, very important. Look, you've got to go buy John's book. You can go to Beachside CEO, get it out of our bookstore. You can go to johnmaxwell.com and, and buy it right off his website. Hey, I also suggest, listen, this is something I do. I'm a member over there, and, and I get his, his monthly video and radio and his archives. Let me tell you, you can't go wrong there. 
I mean, there's some stuff that, that I have that you can't even go buy anymore that's awesome, but I'm telling you, you need to go in there and check it out because he's got some great stuff. Get a membership program. Number one, believe you can be curious. John writes this, many people fill their mind with limiting beliefs. They lack the personal confidence or self-esteem. Their, their lack of personal confidence or self-esteem causes them to create barriers. Amen to that one. Believe that you can be curious. Hey, you want to know a great way to do this? And, and this, may, this may seem, well, this is out-of-the-box thinking. Go get yourself a membership at, at, uh, at Netflix. This would be a good place to do it. Just go to Netflix. It's like 7 bucks a month, and you can watch this on any of your, your smartphone, your iPad, any of that. Go over there and get, your, get yourself a membership. Hey, I, I, matter of fact, this is Christmas time. You can probably do it six months free, and you don't even have to do that. Here's what I want you to do. Go over there and then type in MacGyver. This was a phenomenal TV show that was on in the 80s. MacGyver was always curious, but he was a spy. And he would always get himself in a pickle, and then out of his curiosity and his intuition and his ingenuity, he'd get out of it using common everyday things. You've got to go, a beautiful show, this will help you on becoming more curious and seeing how he did things. I'm telling you, it's going to pique your curiosity. You can change your thinking. Matter of fact, Thinking for a Change, great book John did. We'll do, it, we'll do that again in 2013. This is written in John's book. This is great. The single greatest difference between curious, growing people and those who aren't is the belief that they can learn, grow, and change. One of the most powerful things that there is. Do it. Number two, have a beginner's mindset. Now, this was powerful. Peter Drucker said, my greatest strength as a consultant is to be ignorant and ask a few questions. I do that constantly. Matter of fact, I'll tell you sadly, but this is the way it is. When I've got a new, a new person that comes onto my team in network marketing, or if I'm working with a new client, all I do is ask questions. Now, I had a, I, I've got a new team member, phenomenal couple they are. And he'll ask some questions, and I'll answer. And I'll answer either on the telephone, through an email, through text. Depends on where I'm at, what I'm doing, how it's going. And then I'll always ask, why do you want to know? What, what, what are you looking for? What, what's the deal? I always try to draw that out. I've learned something. Some people don't like you to ask questions because they feel like you're questioning them. And then other times you'll find that you can ask people questions and they skim the answers. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is have a beginner's mindset. You want to be able to sit here and look and say, hmm, why? John says, the way you approach life and learning has nothing to do with your age. It has everything to do with your attitude. Having a beginner's mindset means wondering why and asking a lot of questions until you get answers. It means being open and vulnerable. I love that. He went on down here and he wrote this. He said, people with a beginner's mindset approach life the way that a child does, with curiosity. They're like the little girl who kept asking her mother question after question, and finally the mother cried out, for heaven's sake, stop asking so many questions. Curiosity killed the cat. After about two minutes sitting there and pondering. This baby girl looks up at her mom and says, so what did the cat want to know? <laughs> now think about that. 
I have three most beautiful granddaughters that we've been raising since birth almost. And watching them ask questions has been phenomenal. But here's the even cooler part about this. Each one of them, because of the questions that they have asked, not just their 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 papa and their mimi, but our own kids, our 15-year-old, our 16-year-old, excuse me, our 18-year-old and our 16-year-old, our 9-year-old son, the questions that these girls ask have allowed them not only to continue with their curiosity, but also to become very wise for such a young age and to excel in their talents. Lena has been asked to be on two different gymnastics teams, invite only, this last week because she was about to accomplish something she had never done before. She's on the bars, and she's raised herself up perpendicular. She just can't quite make it over the top of the bars. The actual traveling team, the girls that are good enough to go to the Olympics, all rallied around her. Ten girls and her coach stop what they're doing and start to rally for this young lady. Four years old. She didn't make it over the bars by herself. Her coach had to put two fingers on her little bottom, give her just enough push to make her over the top, and then there she is, beaming. She gets down and runs over, gets a big hug from Paige, and Paige goes, what was all that about? And she goes, the girls were cheering me on to try to get me over the bars. And she goes, well, when you got over the bars and you saw all the girls there, what would you think? And she goes, very awkward, with a big old smile. My middle granddaughter, Tempest, is so much like her dad. She'll look at a word at five or four years old, sound it out, and tell you what it means. If one of the other girls says something in a sentence that is not correct, she says, uh, uh, that's not the right word. Here you're supposed to say it like this. And she's excelling like I've never seen in ballet. She loves to dance. I think she might get that from her mom. And then there's little Ashton, who's three, who is the most curious little thing, getting into everything, making a mess all the time, wanting to see how something works. She may end up being the scientist of the bunch. Curiosity as a child. If we get back to the mindset of a child, look what can happen. John writes this The direct opposite of people who have a beginner's mindset are the know it alls. He says, Anytime a person has is answering more than asking, you can be assured they've slowed down their growth and have lost the fire. Wow, isn't that the truth? Number three, we better hurry up, we won't get along here. This book, this chapter alone is so powerful. Number three, make why your favorite word. Albert Einstein said this, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Brian Tracy put it a different way. He said the major, the major stimulant to creative thinking is focused questions. There's something about a well-worded question that often penetrates the heart of a matter and triggers new ideas and insights. George Christopher Lichtenberg observed this. One first step in wisdom is the question to everything, and one's last is to come to terms with everything. The first step in wisdom is to question everything, but one's last 
is to come to terms with everything. I thought that was pretty powerful. Number four, spend time with other curious people. One of the things that I love so much in network marketing is getting phone calls from people that are more curious than I am, it seems like. I got a call this week. It was phenomenal. An executive in an equity firm. I mentioned this, I think, earlier this week because this is just – it just – you just never know what your radio show can do, what your, your your writings or your videos, your newscasts. You know, we do the news over at the Home Business Radio Network. You, you just never know. And this guy calls and says, Troy, I'd like to have you on my team. I don't know what that means. Can we start flushing it out? And it's like, I love that idea. Yeah, let's do. He goes, okay, but one of the things that I do need you to do is I need a president of one of my companies. Can you find me one? I said, you don't want me to do that. And he goes, do you want it? And I said, no, no, I don't want to be the president of a company. But I would love to hang out in an equity firm doing something within network marketing because they own several different network marketing companies. So I'm thinking, man, how do I make this work? So you know what I'm doing? I'm asking myself questions because he said, Troy, text me anytime. Anytime you got a question. So I'm sitting here thinking, man, I want to make sure. I mean, this guy's like influential. He's powerful. He knows all these people. I want to make sure my questions are intelligent if I'm going to start to build a relationship with somebody that I'm starting to admire from a distance as I study it. Why? becomes your favorite word. You spend more time with curious people. He's so curious. I mean, it was fun as we chatted and talked for our first time. It was it was amazing. See, this is what I love about what we do. Number five, learn something new every day. We do this radio show for that reason. John gives three ways to make that work. He says, first, you must wake up with an attitude of openness to something new. Number two, you must keep your eyes and ears open as you go through the day. Powerful. I do that all the time. Number three, reflect. I reflect in the evening time, but but real heavy in the mornings. That's why I go to the beach or I go to Harbor Docks and I watch the dolphins. Experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. That's one of the things I've heard John say over and over, and he wrote it in this book, and I love it. Number six, partake in the future in the fruit of failure failure is your friend don't make it personal just realize that when you're curious and you're growing failure is going to be there and here's my failure i put that i I figured out how that radio worked and then i turned those transmitters so many times that that radio never worked again the way it's supposed to so you know what i did i gutted the hole inside and used it as a safe and i'd hide all my treasures in it partake in the fruit of failure Okay, failure can be your friend. Learn from it, grow through it, and realize that every successful person in the world has failed. Number seven, stop looking. This is Listen to me. Stop looking for the right answer to the question. Okay, John writes, believe it or not, there's more than one answer to most questions. Now, that's pretty good. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. That phrase definitely didn't come from someone who was curious. You always want to be growing. Always want to be partaking. Number eight, get over yourself. Roger Von Ott says, if we never tried anything that makes us look ridiculous, we'd still be in caves. Amen to that one. You know, that's the way it is. Number nine, get out of the box. Thomas Edison said, there ain't no rules around here. We're trying to accomplish everything. Brian Clemmer, who died just a couple years ago, said this. One of the keys to abundance is having having a solution-oriented mindset. The average person thinks of himself as positive, but he's not solution-oriented. 
You have to be solution-oriented. And number 10, enjoy your life. Just have fun. Just enjoy it. God gave it to you, so enjoy it. Ask yourselves these questions. Do you believe you can be curious? Do you have that beginner's mindset? Have you made why your favorite word? Do you spend time with curious people? And then go on and on. Folks, it's been a great week. Enjoy it this weekend. Go out and have some fun. Next Monday, the law of modeling. Live life like an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive pirate radio.